Welcome to The New Yorker for April 1st, 2013. There are five articles this week. In the talk of the town, Reeves Weidman learns about the subtleties of sports announcing. Next, in an in-depth article, Mark Fisher investigates whether a charismatic teacher was abusing his students. Then, David Sedaris delves into the bureaucracy of living abroad. And in the current cinema, David Demby reviews Derek Cianfrance's new film The Place Beyond the Pines, starring Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper, and the thriller Olympus Has Fallen, starring Gerard Butler. But first, it's this week's comment. In Wedding Bells, Jeffrey Tubin writes about the inevitability of marriage equality. In 2003, the Supreme Court decided that gay people could no longer be thrown in prison for having consensual sex. Specifically, Justice Anthony Kennedy's opinion in Lawrence v. Texas declared that Texas's anti-sodomy law demeans the lives of homosexual persons and violated the right to liberty guaranteed by the 14th Amendment. But Kennedy was careful to describe the limits of the court's holding. He wrote that the case does not involve whether the government must give formal recognition to any relationship that homosexual persons seek to enter. In other words, in Kennedy's telling, Lawrence v. Texas was not about same-sex marriage. To which Justice Antonin Scalia responded in a dissenting opinion, do not believe it. He explained, if moral disapprobation of homosexual conduct is no legitimate state interest for purposes of proscribing that conduct, and if, as the court coos, casting aside all pretense of neutrality, when sexuality finds overt expression in intimate contact with another person, the conduct can be but one element in a personal bond that is more enduring, What justification could there possibly be for denying the benefits of marriage to homosexual couples exercising the liberty protected by the Constitution? What indeed? A decade later, it's clear that Scalia was right. Once a society decides that the law must treat a group of people equally in one area of life, it becomes harder, and eventually impossible, to justify discriminating against them in others. If gay people can't be prosecuted for being gay, then they shouldn't be fired for being gay either. If they can't be fired, then they shouldn't be denied custody of children. And so on, to the issue of marriage. Each of these steps is incomplete under current law, as well as in the real world, but the direction they are taking is unmistakable. This week, we begin to find out whether the justices will impede or accelerate that process. But at this point... Not even the Supreme Court can reverse the mark.